Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Lainey has my favorite kind of story. Living in New York, not sure of the right path, but takes chances, follows her gut, and loves a pivot. After working at Lucky Magazine, Elle Magazine, and Stylecaster to becoming the executive director of online global communications at Estee Lauder, Lainey eventually started her own clean beauty blog, The Moment. Years later, she realized it was time to take all of her knowledge and start her own brand. Thus, Say Beauty was born. We talk about her journey, raising money, you know, all the good life inspiration and advice we could squeeze into 45 minutes. Enjoy. Lainey, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I know that you are busy and have a very new young child. (laughs) Very new young child who is nothing compared to my toddler. Yeah, it's so funny when I always notice when my girlfriends have their second, it's like all of a sudden, like the stress of having a newborn goes away because it's just like this little thing that just sleeps all the time. Yeah, like take a newborn over a toddler any day. Well, congratulations. Thank you. She's delicious. So you have had a very, uh, like before we even get into say, you have had such a cool career. So let's start from the beginning. Where did you grow up? What school did you go to? The whole thing. So beginning, beginning was in Colorado. My parents had a cabin in Golden Gate Canyon, like legit cabin with a well and coyotes and rattlesnakes, like the whole thing. And then my mom joined the foreign service and Mm -hmm. off we went. And which was, you know, pretty wild at the time for my mom's job to be dictating all of our lives and obviously my dad's career as well. So Our first stop was Washington, D.C., where she had to learn how to speak Chinese in six months. Then we moved to China. We were in China, like, in the 80s. It was, like, me, 
and the kids whose parents worked at Nike. And like, <laughs> that was it. And there was like six of us. I was the only kid in my grade. It was oh. just me and the teacher. And that was wild. And I can still like picture all, I can still see all of it. Even Were though you I was, an only child? I, my sister actually went to Chinese preschool oh. where they had a pet monkey. <laughs> and cool. on the last day of school, they ate the monkey. No. And my sister is, is lifelong vegetarian now. Well, I, yeah, I mean, talk about, I mean, it's just a culture shock, of course. Yeah. So... After China, we moved to Washington, D.C. Because if you're not abroad, you're in D.C. in the Foreign Service. And then we ended up in Paris. And that was like the most magical ever. Because not only were we in Paris, I was going to French school. I took the bus like down Avenue Montagne every day, like past Christian Dior and like Mm. all the houses and drove across the Seine and looked at the Eiffel Tower every day, which was amazing. And I skipped school and would go to the Rodin Museum and it was magical. But because of be- we were in France, we then would travel everywhere. So mm-hmm. for Christmas, we'd go to India or Egypt or, you know, take a drive to London for the day. So that was in- um, incredible. She then retired and we moved to Northern California. At what age? Mid high school. Wow. So by mid high school, you'd seen a lot of the world. Yeah, I'd seen a lot, a lot. And I went to school at Pomona College, um, very near you Mm -hmm. in Claremont McKenna. And I majored in math and economics. Why? I do not know. (laughs) It was just because I was good at it but I had no interest in it. And then once I finished my major and I started taking psychology and art history and ceramics, that was when I really like fell in love with school, but it was kind of already over at that point, which was such a bummer. Oh. So what was your, well, I mean, it's good. So, okay. So now you have a, a math, <laughs> you have a yep. math degree, but now you're getting like the taste for creativity. So what, at what point were you, you know, That's like the craziest thing post-college. Like, what am I going to do with my life? I mean, I had no idea. Like Mm -hmm. zero. I mean, everyone who majored in what I majored in was going to work as a consultant at like McKinsey or I don't don't even know what those people do. (laughs) I went, I think I kind of just took the only job I could get, which was an assistant to a movie producer in L.A., I think I just wanted to party and (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to go to LA. And so I was at Lionsgate for, I want to say like a year and everyone around me was reading scripts all day, every day, like taking scripts home to read before bed, reading scripts on the weekend. I read like no scripts. And finally the kid next to me, who was another assistant was like, you read magazines all day long. Like maybe that's what you should do. And I literally was like, okay. And (laughs) I moved to New York to work in magazines. And that was what I did. This episode is sponsored by Nourish by Nature Made, the number one pharmacist recommended vitamin and supplement brand. 
Nourish offers a monthly subscription service that is both convenient and customizable to make sure you're getting the proper vitamin intake. Backed by 45 years of science, Nourish removes the guesswork from you trying to figure out what supplements are right for you. Nourish packages are personalized and delivered right to your door. Their convenient subscription service can be adjusted, paused, or canceled at any time. Packs are customized to your needs and are affordable. On average, it costs less than $2 a day to get your Nourish vitamin intake. Visit Nourish.com to take a quick five-minute assessment and receive a supplement recommendation tailored specifically for you. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. So many women I interview on this pod have started their careers at a magazine, which is funny because the age that we are, you were like, had like the last moments. <laughs> it, was, it was the end. <laughs> it was totally the end of the, of an era. Um, so where did you work and how did you even get a job? You know, what was that like? Did you have to cold email people? Did you show up places? So I think one thing I, I've always done, even up until right this moment, when I need to do something, or I need to accomplish something, I have no idea how, I make a list of all the people that I know that might have some sort of advice for me. And I schedule those calls. Um, That's really good advice. So one of those on that list was someone who knew someone who worked at Gucci (laughs) HR. Like (laughs) I, I really knew nobody when I moved to New York, like nobody, nobody. And I got that internship at Gucci for free. I worked as a hostess at a restaurant on the weekends. And then while I was at Gucci, they were like, you really want to be in magazines, don't you? And I was like, yes. And they were like, okay, well, we just heard about an internship at Elle magazine. Um, You should go intern for it, uh, interview for it. So I interviewed for it and I worked for Nina Garcia's assistant. Oh, lucky. Full time for free. She's the coolest. She was very cool. She was yeah. very cool. But I worked my butt off. So like, how were you making money? You were still working at restaurants on the weekend? I would Which literally right? work from nine until five or six at the magazine or even work later. And then I could go straight to the restaurant, work at the restaurant until closing. And then on weekends, I would do double shifts. Oh my God. What restaurant? Barbudo. Ah. Oh! Amazing. (laughs) It was fun. It was kind of a party. Working at a restaurant in New York was my favorite job I've ever had. And I romanticized doing it all the time. And then we'd go to Tortilla Flats. Yeah, duh. (laughs) Who I am. So, and then, so I was at Elle and I could not figure out how to get a paying job. I mean, there were so few. I mean, there was really like, 20 jobs. I mean, it's very, it's just very, very limited job opportunities. So one day I was in Banana Republic and Kim France, the editor in chief, 
was in was looking at gloves on the glove table. And actually it might have I was either J. Crew or Banana Republic. And I somehow got the guts up to introduce myself to her. And I said, Miss France, um, I moved to New York to work in magazines and I can't figure out how to get my foot in the door. Um, I've been an intern for like six months, you know, working for free. And she gave me her card and she emailed me back after I emailed her and said, you know, the number one most important thing you have to have is fearlessness. Mm. And the fact that you introduced yourself to me means that you have it and uh, I'm going to help you out. And she got me my first job. No, I full body goosebumps. <laughs> what a good New York story. Mm-hmm. Like it was legit on the sidewalk, Fifth Avenue. Amazing. It's where it all happened. And that was my first job. I was at Lucky Magazine. I was in the fashion news department. Funny enough, I would spend all my time in the beauty closet, which was like very <laughs> much like a telltale sign that that was my true love. Um, my I mind now still, she's my best friend. She was the assistant in the beauty department. We met at Lucky and then. Lucky launched a lot of amazing women. Well, when I was there, it was, you know, um, Elise Lowen. I was going to say Elise Lowen. Elise, um, Anne Keen, uh, Jean Godfrey June. I mean, so many people. They're all, all I think, at Goop right now. <laughs> yeah, Goop took a lot of them. Which, by the way, like for those who are listening and don't know, like because I worked in PR, like I was at People's Revolution when I was in my mid 20s, and like the editors were fucking gods. Like when you were in New York City. I remember uh, People's Revolution emailing me. I'm like, did Pia ever email me? <laughs> I'm sure. I was like, please write about my client. Otherwise, I'm going to get fucking yelled at. <laughs> 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 like, I did not care. But she just was so scared all the time. <sighs> but I mean... I Because it, it, it was scary. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, but everything was scary. And I think it's good. And I think everyone should have that job where you're scared, even though now it's like, you know, everyone's like too scared. <laughs> like say anything wrong at any point turn. in time. Yeah. But I do think it's it's good to have that job. But just getting back to it, it was like the, you know, the editors ran it was that was the coolest job you could have in New York. Yeah. And I got promoted. I ended up going to L back to L. I ran the American market for accessories. And it was awesome. Like it was super fun and cool. And if I hadn't seen the digital everything that was starting to happen in digital, I wouldn't have ever left. I loved it so much. But I started to see like the websites of all the magazines popping up. And I got recruited to go to a website called Stylecaster. Oh, that was a big deal. And that was like kind of boot camp for me. You know, I got, it was like, I learned everything so quickly and Brands just started asking me for help. And I literally got an email from Estee Lauder saying, like, you can choose any job you want. Here's like 50 jobs. No. And cool. at the time I was like, oh, dental insurance? Like, mm, I, could, <laughs> I could get down with that. Um, and I had never worked in house before. So that sounded really cool. And I knew I was really interested in beauty 
And so I initially wanted the job at Bobby Brown and I went into HR and I said, I'd like this content creation job at Bobby Brown. And she said, no, I think you'd rather have this job at Estee Lauder. And it was um, like a director communications, digital communications. And I started all their social media channels. I created all their online content. I started their influencer marketing department. I like created their guest blogger. Like I brought all of that to Estee Lauder, which was That's really, crazy. Really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Damn, Lainey. Yeah, it was, it was, I was there for five years. It was a huge part of my career. And it taught me so much. I mean, it was like getting my MBA. I mean, working mm-hmm. at a company that size, like, am I allowed to swear on here? I should know that. Yeah, I swear on that. <laughs> They don't fuck around. Like they well, and you know. being able to have that position where you're being impactful is a huge de- uh, it's very rare. Well, I mean it was so special to be yeah, to have this position where I was like the president of the company would call me and be like, "How do I post Instagram again?" You know, <laughs> there was no one else bringing that uh newness to the to the brand. So it was really cool. Wow. And at what point did you, you know, what was your departure from Estee? I think ultimately I, while I was there, probably after like two or three years, I started really not feeling well. Like I just didn't feel good. Mm. And I got really into nutrition and I started teaching. This was like way before wellness was a word. And I started teaching myself about nutrition and I went plant-based and I started meditating twice a day, every day. And I just, I, I didn't feel good. And I also, I think at that point, you know, I wanted more, I expected more, not that I wanted more, I expected more. I wanted this beauty company that was started by a woman that was creating products for women to be doing really good things for women. And at the, you know, I remember sitting there like watching models get retouched so extensively that I didn't even recognize them afterwards. And I would have reactions to the products that were just really not cool. Well, you know what I've noticed is that at that time, even when I was in New York and and at People's, like, Robin Berkeley was getting really into wellness. Like Robin Berkeley was seeing this like crazy guy uptown and doing like coffee enemas and vegan and doing all the stuff that now we all talk about and do. It's like normal because when you live in New York and you're working those hours and you have your dream job, but your dreams and your values are start misaligning, you physically yeah. get you physically start getting sick. And there's like nothing else to do other than be like, okay, everything I'm doing is not working. And so that's, it's, it's interesting that you did that too, because I I noticed that with a lot of my friends in New York at some point, or, you know, people I looked up to being like, I'm having to do a lot of lifestyle changes here. Cause like, I'm, I I feel like I'm dying inside. Yeah, that was it. That was exactly it. And it was like, you're searching, 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 trying to feel better when at the end of the day, like maybe that's, it's probably your body telling you you're not in the right place in your life. What if I told you you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving the comfort of your home? Modern fertility makes that possible with easy at-home fertility and hormone testing. 
And trust me, I've been going through this for years. It is all the information I've been dying to have with a simple at-home test. That's why Modern Fertility was created because it's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with just a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility only costs $159 to get the exact same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, what your hormone levels are, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, you need the information to make the decision that's best for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at the doctor's office. Get your $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash P-I-A. So then where, where, where did you do next? I, I left really not knowing what, how I was going to answer this calling of beauty being better, but I just, I started consulting. I had a lot of inbounds for consulting at that point. So I started working with all these startups that a lot of them happened to even be in the clean space. So I like worked for probably like 12, had like 15 clients at over the next year, two That's years. Amazing. Um, I was hustling and it was like getting to see what not to do as a startup (laughs) without having to pay to make the mistakes and, and seeing what to do. But I think a lot of it was like me sitting there being like, Hmm, can you name a couple of those things? Changing your mind all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that as a founder, you have to be really strong mentally. And if you start listening to every single person and changing your brand, your branding, your mission, your voice every month, like nobody's going to know what your brand is. It's the worst thing for your employees too. Totally. It's giving everyone whiplash. Mm -hmm. That's a good one to remember. I think also you have to be able to make content in-house. I agree with that. I just had this conversation this morning with someone, really? a girlfriend of mine. Yes. And she was like, wants to do this thing. And she's like, oh, I heard about this like company in Brooklyn that like creates content for you. And I was like, a white wall and a product and a fucking cell phone and some good lighting is all, it's all you need to put an image out in the world to, to sell something. Why are you giving it to someone else to do it? Yeah. Like hire that person in-house if you feel like you can't do it yourself, but like it needs to be in-house. Mm-hmm. Well, you just lose it. And then your customer is like, I thought that that was you, but now your content looks like this. And you're going to spend way too much money too. <laughs> way too much money. <laughs> okay. So you're consulting. And then at what point did you say, I'm going to just start my own brand? So after like six months of consulting, I was like, I need something that's just for me. Mm -hmm. And I started my blog, which was called The Moment. 
Mm-hmm. And I never thought that my blog was going to be like a thing. I never thought I was going to make income from it. I just knew that I needed to do it. And I started it and I had the people that helped me who, who had hired as part of my consulting team or whatever. They helped me on the blog as well. And I interviewed founders and we did product reviews and um, we talked about everything. It was like, nutrition, mindfulness, all of it. But from day one, brands started sending me products to review. And my Instagram followers told me that they wanted to hear about clean beauty. So after like six months, I had created like a beauty closet in my apartment because I had so many products coming in. I was getting like 10 boxes a day. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what it's like. like. So we had bins with little labels on everything. And I went to go look for some makeup and the makeup bin was like empty and all of the other bins were overflowing. It was like body, hair, skincare, mm. body care. And it was like so many things in those bins that it, they were like, it was falling out. And then the makeup bin, it was like dusty. <laughs> and I was like, okay, there's something here. Why mm. is there no clean makeup? And I went on Instagram and I just started asking my community questions. I was like, what's, what would you make if you could make something? What do you wear? What's not working? What do you do? I mean, I just like peppered them with a million questions. And I mean, that's where the name of my brand comes from is from my community saying what they Mm. And that was really like, that was the night it was born. That's so cool. Okay. So now logistically... You have an idea. Mm-hmm. What are your first steps? This is where it gets dirty. And, <laughs> and I think is where that saying, you know, it's 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Yep. This is where the 99% came in. I did a ton of market research, which I think I had a lot of that already just from having the blog, mm-hmm. but I did a ton of market research. I started working on a fundraising deck. I start, I made that list of all the people I could talk to and started having those meetings, those coffees, those calls. Um, and then I would, I mean, it was probably like a full year from that moment mm-hmm. until I was ready to start fundraising. And I, and I always knew I needed to fundraise. Like I, this, my vision was not to be making beauty products in my kitchen. <laughs> my, my vision was to make beauty better and like really have an impact and create something major. Yeah. Well, so, you did. I'm wearing all of it right now, by the way. Oh, I was, was going to say your makeup looks really good. It's um, a... <laughs> it's really, really good. I actually need a little something. Um, <laughs> So love that gloss. I had never, it's so good. I had never fundraised before. I didn't know anyone who had fundraised. I didn't know. I mean, I was starting ground zero again. So talk to me about that in terms of like, cause now we went through that with my husband's brand and like, now I'm going through it for another thing that I'm doing. It's like when we did this with Davide's brand, like we were both like, you know, cause it, it's such like a social thing. Like if you're, if you're not like hanging out with those people, like how do you find a gazillionaire to give you money? <laughs> I mean, 
and totally like that's the thing it's like I I people were like you need angel investors I'm like who the fuck is an yeah. angel investor what are you talking You're about like, I'm just gonna ask a homie for 150 yeah. <laughs> but I, I honestly just did what I always do I just made a list and I was like okay mm-hmm. the craziest thing is that I went I stumbled upon that list like a week ago and the list is like you put on anyone you can think of who to talk to or invest. And the number one person on that list was Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. And she ended up investing in my brand say. Cause you know what that list is? That's you fucking manifesting. Isn't that wild? Write it down, everyone. I do. I have a journal next to my bed and I write my hopes and dreams in the morning or at night. I'm just like, when you write it down, it's very powerful. That's so cool. Oh my God. I love GP so much. I love her so much. Um, That was another dream come true moment. So I just started and, and you have to be bold, right? Like you have to be able to say like, Hey, can you introduce me to X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And it feels so uncomfortable. And you feel like you're putting the person out and making them you know, I don't know, like feel uncomfortable, but that's what you have to do. You have to be so direct about it. Well, because if you're not direct about it, there are other people that are being direct and you're just going to get lapped. Totally. You're just going to get lapped. And you know who um, introduced me to one of my first investors? Shayna from Kosas. Oh, really? Isn't that beautiful? She's so dope. She's great. Fuck mm-hmm. yes. Because also all this women supporting women thing is like a thing that people say, but it's, I'm like, mm. like it's those moments where that's really, really doing it. Today we're spicing it up a bit. As you know, I'm a huge fan of Woo More Play, specifically their freshies. And so I'm super excited to tell you about their new product launch called Woo Vibes, a clitoral vibrator and chic travel case for better sex on the go. And I want to explain to you, this is not your run-of-the-mill, back-alley, old-school sex store type of vibrator. Vibes is so cute with white and gold rose tones and a special travel case designed to keep your toy clean and discreet for after play. It has a heart-shaped handle and is the perfect accessory for solo or partner play. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Bringing vibes into the bedroom with a significant other is a game changer. Vibes has five functions. So basically there's five different rhythms to play with until you find your perfect vibe. It's made of premium silicone and designed for clitoral stimulation. So love oil and vibes are basically best friends. And when you're done playing, just unwrap one of Woo's freshy towelettes and wipe your vibes and then store it back in the travel case. So easy and no one will know what you've been up to but Woo. Vibes is the only vibrator on the market with a super chic travel case that looks good on any vanity and blends into your beauty shelf. No more sex toys in your sock drawer. When the whole package is this chic and discreet, you can take Vibes anywhere. To Cabo, your friend's wedding, in the shower, it's up to you. Head over to Woo More Play and use code BEST, B-E-S-T, for 20% off your order of Woo Vibes today. That's 20% off with code B-E-S-T. Trust me, you will thank me later. So she she introduced me to um, actually three of my investors. So, I mean, the process was, wasn't was particularly linear, linear, so it's hard for me to, I don't know, tell a story behind it. But basically, I just 
didn't stop until I raised all the money I needed to raise. I mean, I heard, mm-hmm. I don't know, a hundred no's before I got to my yeses. Yeah. I did have some moments where there was one, um, Hamena, who I'm so pissed you got to see because I need to see her so badly. When I saw that on Instagram, Look I was like, my eyebrow. I was like, fuck you, Pia. So good on Friday and my brows are going to look like shit. It was an accident and I don't ever do my eyebrows until they were huge and she just got to like go. I was like, Was she having the time of her life? Yes. I like, we opened the door. Obviously we're in masks. All she could see was my eyebrows. And she was like, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much to work with. (laughs) And that's totally her voice too. Um, Mena has a friend who is hosting a brunch in LA for founders and investors. Oh. And at that point I had had a ton of like, call me when you get a lead investor type of yeses. And I remember telling Sean that I was going to go to this. And he was like, really? Like, you're going to go to LA for a brunch? And I was Mm -hmm. like, yep. Like, my instincts are just telling me I need to be there. And so I went and I had coffee with um, Lisa, who was one of the women who was hosting it. And she was like, I don't know. She was like, it kind of like became her mission. And she introduced me to like five people, one of whom was an investor that introduced me to Unilever Ventures. And then Mm. Unilever became my lead investor. And once you have a lead, which is the person taking the majority of your round, for those of you who don't know, um, you then, oh, that's my daughter. (laughs) One second. Bring her in. Then... You can get all the other people to. <laughs> Wait, one second. Um, Tina, Janini. Oh. No, baby. Why are you crying? Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. We're gonna eat and talk. <laughs> Sorry, Pia. Hold on. Um. That was how I got my lead investor, Unilever Ventures, um, who, again, a little bit of a manifesting moment. They were someone I had dreamed about. And I've never met my investor. She lives in London. Uh, But we just, we really got along from the moment we started talking. I think, you know, both of us having that background of... um, I love that you're breastfeeding that little angel right now. A working mama. Should I start that over? No, it's great. Keep it in this real life. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, like Unilever was someone that in my mind, I definitely had put out to the universe of like, I would love to work with them. Like their mission, what they're going for in terms of, sustainability and protecting our planet is something I just really admire and mm-hmm. aspire to. So again, an, another pinch me moment for sure. It's also good to have investors who, again, getting back to what we were talking about before, like share your same values because it, I'm sure it would have been equally nice to get the same amount of money from anyone at that point, but you don't want someone who you, you know, are taking a check from who's like, well, you can skip out on that ingredient or we don't need to do that. Or like, Oh, totally. You can still say clean, but put X, Y, and Z in it to make it cheaper. 
Yeah. Which for sure. And that was you. that Unilever Ventures is amazing about. Like they, when um, Black Lives Matter happened and we immediately donated money to a couple of causes, they were like, we love it. Great. Good. Like, go for it. Yeah, Which, absolutely. you know, there's no ROI there. <laughs> you know, that was just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many products now does Say have? 12. And we just launched Slip, which is our tinted moisturizer, which is... So good. I mean, it's like a little angel that you spread on your face. It's so amazing and delicious. I have one that I was using, uh, uh, an SBF that I was using that I would liked a lot, but it was really, really heavy. And so it was like an extra layer. And for the longest time, I've been like, why hasn't somebody made like a tinted moisturizer with SBF in it? (laughs) (laughs) It, Like literally. And then like, I got the box and I was like, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. That was what, I mean, when we asked our community, like, what should we make next? Over and over and over again, it was like tinted moisturizer with SPF. And we were like, okay. Uh, and Sarah, who's our head of product development, is genius when it comes to products development. We work together at Estee Lauder. Mm. And she's really, really incredible. So she worked on that for I mean, almost a year. She worked on developing that formula because it just it had to be that beautiful. Like we wanted it to feel like a luxury product. Even it though, does. You know, our prices are direct to consumer. So what is the future you see for say? I mean, I think our our next step is to, you know, have a wider reach and be accessible to more people. We, you know, it's, I think for makeup, it's so important to have a physical place for people to go and see your products and try them on. Like, it's really hard to sell makeup online. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, Especially now that digital marketing has gotten so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, four years ago or five years ago when Glossier launched, it was much different in terms of being able to market and reach people and have conversations. Now everything is, it's really expensive to do that online. Are you talking about in terms of like advertising online? Yeah, all of it. But yeah, yeah but advertising particularly but even the five years ago remember there was no algorithm yeah everyone just wants to be able to buy our products in canada they want to be able to see them in person so we're going to be are you wanting to do your own namesake stores or would you like to just be in bigger doors physical doors i think we would do something i don't think we're going to do our own stores necessarily yeah target i would love to see say at target I'm just going to put oh, that really? Is it happening? No, it's not. But, <laughs> but that was one of the retailers we were considering. I would love... Yeah, they sell Honey Pot. Target has great stuff. And Target does, for sure. Target has good stuff by a lot of great female founders. And there's uh, a Target everywhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> On any road trip, if I need more tinted moisturizer, I would love to be able to pop into a Target. And they really up their game. Yeah, they absolutely have. And I think, so I think that's next for us. And then I think, you know, we're a very lean team. I took a very different approach from a lot of um, direct-to-consumer businesses in that I didn't 
try to raise as much money as I could. I tried to raise as little as I could in the sense of as little as I had to. Mm. So, you know, our, our team is really lean and um, we're having the best time ever. Honestly, it's like I love time. hearing that because people think that hiring a million people is a sign of success. And I think it is not. I think it is the opposite. I think you are watering down the brilliance of the few employees that are going to shine and you're spending too much money. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've been at a company with thousands of employees and let me tell you, it doesn't work. No. And I love every single person that's at Say. We are having so much fun. Everybody gets to do so much different stuff. So, you know, that was a strategic decision, but as a result, like I definitely am excited to tell more stories around everything we're doing around sustainability and all the work we're putting into our packaging and formulations and ingredients. Like we just haven't really had the bandwidth to tell those stories as as well as I think we should. So that's another goal of mine for next year. Good. Well, I'm sure you will make that happen because you are a hustler. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I never stop <laughs> well thank you so much Lainey this has been awesome Pia is this it I'm like I feel like I need to hear more from you <laughs> we can talk offline <laughs> okay well thank you so much for having me thank you congratulations on that beautiful little nugget oh thank you did you say hi <laughs> so beautiful <Eating> away. <laughs> alright thank you guys have a good day talk to you later bye And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.